Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we've got a very special guest, my friend, uh, one of my business partners on some projects, Mr. Abel Pacheco. He's actually a repeat guest. Abel and I go way back. We used to we used to work together. We kind of joke about on the show. We used to uh, share a cubicle wall back at a tech company many years ago, and here we are all these years later doing all this real estate stuff. So it was great to catch up with Abel. He's a a great guy, very very uh, genuine guy, very open guy, helping a lot of other people in the business. We talked about. Um, a lot of things in his in his path, right? Coming from the corporate world, some of his lessons learned there, these shares, getting into single family real estate, moving into multifamily real estate, uh, starting a couple of funds. We dive into pros and cons there and talk about some of his fund structures, talk about some of the groups and masterminds that he's in um, and kind of his journey along the way. So whether you're, uh, you're new to this space, you want to be a passive investor and, and, and improve your skills, or you want to be an operator and improve your skills and your network that way. I think Abel's got something to speak to all of those things. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So we're going to dive in here in a moment. Quickly, some housekeeping. If you want to be on the DJE investor list and see future projects, multifamily deals, and, and other projects that we have, you can go to djetexas.com. And there's a, a button on every page there to just schedule a quick call with our team. We can get to know you. And then we can show you future projects after that. If you are looking to grow your multifamily network and become an operator and buy and run your own deals, We've got some great free uh, video course for you at apartmenteducators.com, apartmenteducators.com. You can sign up for a free course. We've also got a regular series of excellent free events that you can come attend um, in San Antonio, or if you're remote, we've got a lot of content for you too. So if you're, if you're looking at accelerating your growth as uh, as an operator or just with your multifamily investing network, apartmenteducators.com is a, a great place to do that. So let's dive in to a fantastic interview with my friend, Abel Pacheco. Abel Pacheco, how are you, sir? Good to see you again. I'm doing good, Devin. And I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it as always, man. I'm excited to have another great conversation. Awesome. Well, really glad to have you. Really glad to reconnect. So we haven't had a ton of repeat guests on the podcast. You know, we were just talking about Whitney Sewell before we hit record. He was a repeat yeah. guest on the show. You're a repeat guest on the show now. I think, you know, you guys are in rare company, but I love, I love this because it's a check-in. We had a podcast. I mean, it's yeah. probably been over a year now. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, you know, you've been so busy, man. I see you on social media. I see you with a, a podcast and hundreds of episodes out there doing all kinds of different deals. Um, I love it. So let's dive in and catch up before that. Somebody yeah. that hasn't met you. I know you've, you've interviewed everybody, uh, in the commercial real estate space on earth, but <laughs> if anybody's missed you, how about a little bit of background and, and oh, you know, man. How, where are you I from? Love- How'd you get to real estate? Yeah, I love it. Uh, th- and thanks again for having me on. It's, these are fun. Uh, I, lo- I love getting asked the questions. I'm usually, I'm now in a rhythm of asking all of the questions. Yes, yes. And uh, so sometimes it's fun to go back and, and tell the story. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, for those that don't know me, uh, nice to meet you. I look forward to having a conversation soon. Uh, so my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm originally from Corpus Christi, Texas. So I grew up at the beach. I moved to, to San Antonio, Texas. I uh, went to school at University of Texas, San Antonio, 
met my beautiful wife uh, in my mid 20s. We've been married for 12 years. We have two kids, a three and a half and a two year old now, and uh, really just have came from tech, tech background, tech sales. If anybody's on the, you know, listening or, or watching this, then if you're, if you can associate with commission, commission only, uh, the grind of zero to hero every month and start zero to over. zero, baby. Oh yep. man, that that's, that's <laughs> me to the nines. Uh, I've been in sales for so long. Uh, that's, uh, what, what led me to tech tech sales. We did really well. And then, um, ended up investing in real estate along the way, realized that if I stopped working in sales, then the paycheck stopped coming in. So I'm, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people. It's just how to get out of the daily grind and, uh, I'm still working my tail off right now, but now we've started building a, uh, you know, foundation of wealth, a uh, foundation of equity that will continue to make some money even while we're not working. And uh, we are not quite there yet, but just adding to the portfolio every quarter, every year. And uh, so that's a little bit about me, you know, family, business, real estate. We're, I think we're in uh, active, in active deals as a general partner in about eight uh, multifamily apartment complexes. And we're on our second fund. So fund number two Excellent. Uh, that we've launched and, you know, li- little uh, over 700 doors and we have another hundred ish under contract. And uh, so we're excited. We're passively investing to probably in total of about thousand, a thousand roughly doors and, and uh, just, you know, trying to add to the portfolio one deal at a time. And I've met some great people along the way. Uh, so nice to meet everyone. And if you don't know me, thanks for, thanks for joining. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the, the recap and the overview there. Very, uh, abbreviated recap, but just thinking back, man, full disclosure, you and I probably sat, shared a cubicle wall, uh, you know, that was a while ago now, but years ago, we're doing that tech sales thing and rocking and rolling at a, at a San Antonio, well-known San Antonio tech company. And, yeah. uh, man, here we are all these years later, we're business partners on a few deals. You yeah. know, we've, we've gone and done a bunch of real estate stuff. So to me, that's a lot of fun, man. You know, it's like yeah. you get to kind of, uh, uh, bring people along this journey. You've seen that, right. Yeah. And, and kind of get into these deals, which is, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. to do. I love, I love people asking me, well, how did you get started? And and for some reason, I always point back to, oh, professional world. And a lot of times it does because, you know, we met that you were my first partner, my first passive investing uh, operator. I invested passively, put some money in with you. Right. But people go, well, how did you, you know, trust that individual, that person gave 50K? And I go, well, I had a little bit of speed of trust. There was no barrier. It was a little bit easier yep. because- I went older. to his wedding. I hung out with him <laughs> when we were younger. I knew yep. him from professional world at, at, uh, at this little small tech uh, unicorn that we helped start from a hundred million to a couple billion dollars. So it was easier. And, but those stories, you know, it, it they kind of transcend because now there are other passive investors with us and, and they're like, well, man, I remember when we, we did this and now we're starting and we're kind of, uh, learning along with you and, you know, they're coming along for a ride. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of great relationships within multifamily that you just don't get anywhere else or I, that I've experienced anyways, just to have su- other people be successful and, 
come along for the ride. And, you know, that's a, it's a big team sport. So that's, that's pretty awesome, man. I pretty like awesome. that you said that it's, you know, the couple of things stand out for me. One is kind of the quality and caliber of people that you are associating yourself with in this larger real estate space. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think real estate and they think single family rentals or flips. Like that's how I started. That's how you started. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of where your mind naturally goes like, ah, maybe I'll do a rental house. Nothing wrong with that rental house actually, gosh, I was looking at some of the valuations on, I still have a single family portfolio. I hadn't looked, hadn't updated my uh, PFS in, in a you know a while and was looking at, um, you know, even just kind of some of the Zillow prices, which is not the gospel, but I was like, holy smokes, man, there's just been some equity created there, you know, just this year, it's pretty wild, but that single family the the cast of characters in single family is a little different than in, into these multifamily projects. And it really seems like the caliber of your partners, your investors, your brokers, your lenders, everybody's kind of at this higher caliber. That just makes it more enjoyable to conduct business for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the the education and the sharing of knowledge and learning, uh, you know, I've, I've read a number of self-help, number of motivational number of books that have really fed my mind and they all kind of reference these really super successful people. They actually are willing to share a lot of the information because they're not worried about uh, competition. It's, it's an abundance mindset. So we're happy to share info and the information shared in, in, in our circles now is like, man, it's uh, how to create wealth and how to go multiply it and then how to save it and how to keep it. And you know, so that there's a whole different education cycle for me. And it feels great rubbing elbows with people that have already been there. They've already done that. They're already sharing. And you're, they're like, man, they're, they're not fearful or, or in lack. They're actually in abundance and sharing. So it's, it's great. Uh, great community of folks uh, on the investing side and business entrepreneurship side. So really I love good. it. Yeah. The, the pie is just so big, right? You're talking about a 10, 20, $30 million deal. I mean, geez, you can really get a couple of partners on that and everybody does well versus trying to carve up an $11,000 profit on a flip that didn't go like you thought it it would. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) and then pay taxes on top of it, right? And then pay taxes. That was tough. Um, Well, let's, let's, kind of skip ahead. You know, I want to, I want to get an update. What, you know, you've been so busy. You, you guys listening, if you don't follow Abel, on social media, go find him, Abel Pacheco on social media, Five Talents Commercial Real Estate, um, tons of content, very positive guy, a great follow, if you will, in the commercial real estate space. So good do that. But what do you, what have you been up to? You know, we're, we're talking like we're over the mid-year hump at 2021 right now. Yeah. Um, what What's on your plate? I know you're super busy. You're, you're building a lot of things. You got a lot of stuff going yeah. on. What's uh, what's the snapshot of the current uh, current projects you're working on? Yeah, well, we just uh, closed on a 42 unit in Austin, Texas. So yes. our first Austin acquisition. That was uh, maybe just a few months ago, two or three months ago. And uh, our team, you know, just kind of did a, a little introduction. Hello, hi to the next door neighbor. And it so happens they were interested in selling too. So we, we bought a 44 unit right next door to the 42 unit. They literally share a a fence line. So now we have, uh, you know, 86 units that are together. Oh, awesome. So we just closed on that like two, three weeks ago. And then, uh, you know, the next deal is a hundred something, you know, under contract. And so here, and we are excited to just kind of continue on this path of 
partnering with great teams, partnering with get great individuals, uh, partnering with great, you know, organizations that are, you know, doing great, great things in their local market, making it happen. And I, you know, I, I look back on all of our career, I I've had the most fun talking to people, networking, building a community that that's what we ended up doing. Uh, just, I kind of gravitated towards that area. So, uh, launched a podcast last year and, you know, we've pretty much done Monday through Friday shows for almost a year. Ooh, yes. So Met a lot of people, I bet. Man, oh, that's... Uh, networking to the nine. So yep. about 180 plus shows right now that are out and are published and built a network. And it was great having that community of support and just uh, being able to learn from others. And that provided a little extra exposure, you know, in the market. So we took that and uh, our business looks like uh, many multiple people that are helping us on the podcast. Uh, right. So a small team, we have a uh, small social media team. Uh, we just hired somebody to help us, you know, on the, on the communication side. Uh, we have some, some number of teams that we leverage like yourself and operations, property management, uh, some great partners in a lot of local markets. And so we, we said, well, let's, start a fund. We started a fund at the end of last year. It was my most, uh, one of my most difficult deals, our fund one. And that kind of led us to, well, what, what was hard about fund one? Let's make it easier in fund two. Right. And we just launched fund two with a little bit of learnings, a little bit of lessons from fund one. And uh, now we're, we're in that mindset of like, let's find some really great opportunities for people to invest in. Let's, you know, be, be honest and sincere about your, your personal, uh, you know, your desires, goals, and dreams and wants. I don't really love like hardcore project management and looking at Excel spreadsheets. I would much rather partner with individuals that are really great at, at the operations and that side of it. And, you know, I want to, I do want to find great deals. I do want to be in great markets. I do want to do that. So we took the best of all that and we you know, said, well, we should probably run locally our own deals but in other markets i don't want to go travel every day or every week months to go see properties so that's why we created a fund to start investing or open up our uh our our network and our base our community investors to other opportunities with other great partners and so that's kind of what led us to fund too so all of that good stuff is is what we're, what we have going man and we closed on a number of deals uh just one deal at a time, just keep looking at the next one and, and uh, building the network and number of, man, I'm in a number of masterminds, apartment educators, uh, ours locally. I'm in a, a couple of, you know, raised masters. One was Hunter Thompson. I'm part of a Christian kingdom real estate mastermind, Bells Hammond uh, and kingdom REI. And it feels like every group, every network uh, is just really an opportunity to meet others, grow, educate ourselves and, and get better. And I think that's the, that's the biggest part of, of the uh, ongoing uh, success points that I've had is, you know, just other people helping us along, along the way. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all that. There's certainly a lot going on. I think if there's, if there's ever a, a cheat code to, you know, pushing the fast forward button for, for success in business, it's, it's network and, mm -hmm paying to get into the right room and, and be, you know, there's that saying, be the dumbest guy in the room. And maybe that's not accurate, yeah. but 
you are automatic. I say this all the time. You're automatically going to mimic your peer group. And um, I think for a lot of people, they're stuck with their peer group at work and a peer group they didn't choose, mm-hmm. or they're stuck in a peer group with a family that they didn't choose. And that could be good. That could be bad or whatever. But you, you know, if you're listening, you have the, uh, the ability to change your peer group. You can, you can move cities. You can, you can opt to spend time with different people. That's been the biggest thing hands down for me is being a part of different groups, just like you mentioned, right. And getting in the room with guys that are doing 10 times what I'm doing and going, wow, what are this guy's priorities? What, what does his team look like? And just sponging that stuff off of people that have, that have gone before um, super powerful. So it's not a surprise to hear you say that, right. You've been, you've been successful and to hear that you're connected with all these groups that, that keep you um, keep you plugged in, keep you getting better. It's, it's like a common denominator of people that are kind of doing big, big yeah. things. So I love hearing it. I'm not surprised, but somebody listening might need to hear that. Right. That, yeah. uh, and it's tricky because there's so many good podcasts and books and everything. You really can spend all day. You yeah. know, when I was working my last corporate job, I would hours a day, I would consume podcasts. There's nothing wrong with it, but at some point, you know, you've got to connect with, with real people out there to, to go make stuff happen. Yeah. And take, you know, uh, so I'm glad you mentioned some of these points for those that don't, you know, may not have, uh, felt comfortable. I don't want to spend this money to go learn something. The first course that I took, actually, I was texting you, I go, how much did you spend for those courses? And you were texting me back and I was considering dropping some good coin and I did, but what went through my head was I can take this 20 grand and buy another house was where my mindset goes. And I go, I should, I should probably just buy another house. Why am I going to you know, pay for education? And I can do that. And I'm so glad that I decided to start on this track because I could have bought another house and I could have bought another house and I could have bought another house. But really one education, you know, led me to the next step, next, next step, next step. And now we're, you know, general partners in 700 plus doors. And now Love I feel it. like we've unlocked this formula to go do more and go right. get, you know, more. So I, Don't be afraid to do that. And then the other part is the action, the action taking, right? So I've talked about this a number of times and and I have, I literally have people, some friends, probably mutual friends from where we work with. And then they've, they've texted me and then told me, Hey, I really need some help. And I said, Hey man, I'm, I'm happy to help you. Right. We've talked a number of times about investing and, and what they end up telling me is I really need some help taking action because I'm scared. I'm worried. I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. And even if you're signing up for courses and, and taking education or listening to podcasts, if you don't act, then nothing's going to change. Like you've got to take the next step. You've got to move forward. There's a lot of unknown. I mean, I'm in the unknown all the time now, it feels like, but you got, you have to keep moving forward. So if, if you don't take that action, it's just going to be you know, uh, the extra book that you read or the extra podcast, but it's the action that sparks. It's the, it's the, you know, the, the spark for the fuel that'll catch everything. You just got to take, you know, you got to take action. I love it. You said that you're in the unknown all the time. And I think that's such an important thing to hear. I like to be reminded of that. I think a lot of people need to hear that because that, that was me for years building, building my, my companies, you know, and I still, I still have kind of gotten acclimated to just operating in the unknown. Anyway, I think it's, I'm just used to it at this point, but 
I think a lot of adults will finish school and that's, that's kind of the end, end of pushing the envelope and being uncertain and scared and being in situations where they don't know all the answers. Right. And to grow it's there's that Gary Keller book, but there was a, a standout quote from it for me that where he says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Right. And, and, and to be able to spend time in the unknown and keep pushing forward, that's that's what it takes, right? Is to is to be able to do that. We can talk about all the other stuff and tactics and books and networks and all that, but you, you ultimately have to be able to spend time in the unknown. But if you think about it, you, that's that's a relatively like short period of your life while you're building all this stuff. And on the other mm-hmm. side of that, your life can look completely different. Uh, you know, Dave Ramsey, change your family tree type stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's so important to to hear that coming from you. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a uh, what I what I like to hear or I see and visualize and and I've talked about is the is the OODA loop model. Have you heard of the OODA loop model? Let's hear it. The OODA. It's a military term, and I think they came up with it like in the old fighter pilot military times when when they were like dogfighting with planes and the you know the machine guns going through the air. So they have like a split second to make a decision in a dogfight for their life. And the O is you observe what's happening. You see with your eyes, everyone that has, you know, the eyes can see, right. A hundred percent of people. Well, orient is the second O. Can you orient yourself to what's actually happening? It's something like 70 ish percent or the, the number drops down to only a certain percentage of people can orient, orient themselves to, to what's going on. The D is decide decision so it's, it drops even lower to like 20 or 30% of the people can make a decision in that moment. And then it drops down to even lower percentage for the A, which is like 5% or less to act. So Orient um, is, the, is the, you know, the frame of reference where you say, I see what people are doing and how they're investing and creating wealth and doing that. Then decide, I want to go do that. It's like 20, you know, 30% of the people but the act is like 5% of the people can actually take action. And they call it a loop model because if you can observe and orient, decide and act, it doesn't mean you're going to do everything right. <clears throat> it doesn't mean you know what's on the other side of fear. It means you're going to act. But now you can, uh, again, observe the loop model. Says, did this go well or not? No, it did not. Okay, well, what needs to change? Let me orient myself, decide and act again. And you just keep repeating this process and it leads you to success. And so when, when I hear people say, oh, I, I'm having problems like moving forward, I go, you just, you're not acting. You're like freezing. You're, you didn't make it past the decision. You're definitely not acting. So I would encourage anybody that's in that, you know, just keep moving forward. Love it. Thank you for, for sharing that model. Yeah. Um, let's, I want to go back a little bit and talk about the funds, you know? Um, yeah. There's kind of this, this uh, evergreen question of deal by deal versus fund. You've done both. You mentioned you did a second fund, which means it wasn't all bad if you decided to start a second one. Um, What are your thoughts on on fund versus uh, versus deal by deal syndication? And what's been your experience there? Yeah. So let's, let's hit on this. I think this will be a fun one. So I saw a fund and I go, man, this is an amazing vehicle to diversify a bunch of uh, you know, diversification of assets in one investment, somebody that's maybe not, doesn't have a million dollars cash, but they got a hundred K. Well, I want to deploy it and I want to buy multiple different assets across multiple different markets. 
some really great real estate. So that's how I saw the word fund initially. The words that I didn't understand, or and I now know much better. And they said, "Oh, you're starting a blind pool fund." So blind pool, put some money in a bank account. Trust us, we're going to make good decisions. And then what are we getting? Well, I, I can paint a picture of what I was uh, trying to invest in, but that blind pool is hard for some investors to kind of see, especially if you're new to the world. Sure, you, know, you want to be able to see one asset at a time, see what you're investing in. And when the fund didn't have assets in it yet, you're painting a vision of what's going to happen in the future. And capital is sitting basically uninvested for some period of time. So that was uh, what I didn't see. So some of those things uh, that was like, man, that was some of the hardest, um, the hardest deal for me was that I thought that everyone would be in. And really it was, it was a limited select amount of folks that could, you know, really see that and say, okay, I want to move forward, which I still think it's a really great model. I think if you have a huge track record and a lot of ongoing success, and you've done this for years and deal flow is coming at you left and right. And there's a lot of investors. Uh, I've interviewed a number of uh, folks that are on our podcast that have a billion dollar portfolio, a few of them. Sure. And many multiple uh, inv investors that have had $700 million portfolios and half a million dollar portfolios, hundreds of millions of dollars. You, you've got a track record about you. You can find a deal flow. That may be the right model. Somebody starting out uh, a little younger in the business where I didn't quite have that. Uh, that was why it was some of the hardest, uh, was one of the hardest deals for me. Uh, to have somebody see that vision, right? So that led us really to fund two. I said, well, what was everything that was really hard about fund one for people to grasp? It was, man, there's a bunch of deals and a bunch of markets, and I'm not quite sure about that. And then having to invest in uh, money, uh, invest money before the deal came. So our fund two, we're making it a single asset fund. Uh, we just you know, I kind of departed from the diversification side. I said, if you want that, it's probably not me. Still our fund one, but fund two uh, will be, um, we've gotten our first asset in it today. We'll have our second one in it as soon as we close this one. So, and, so single asset uh, type, basically? Yeah. The, okay. the, the easiest way to think about it is I'm, I'm calling it a quote unquote, a self-directed fund. So if right. anybody wants to be invested in a self-directed fund, what does that mean? They get to choose which investments they want their money to go to one deal at a time, a single asset at a time. They opt in or opt out uh, on the opt in or opt out. They can choose which investments. If they don't find an investment they like, they're just they don't put any capital in. There was no skin off their back and nothing was no time of their capital unreturned. It was, it was not having to worry about returning a capital when they're when there's no deal. So. They invest in one deal at a time. We call capital when the deal is identified and they yes. opt in. And then uh, the way we're doing our second fund too is we're creating a class A and class B structure, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, we have a lot of stock market investors for whatever whatever reason. They're comfortable investing 8 to 10% uh, a return. There's no tax benefits at all, but they trust mm -hmm. the 401k. They trust the stock market system. Yep. For whatever reason. So, you know, when we started asking people why they said, well, it's stable, it's reliable. They felt re like real estate brought risk, even though I think of it as the other way. So we said, okay, well, 
how about we do a 12% preferred return uh, to stabilize their returns? So 12%, six on the cash flow, six on the equity at sale or the cash out event. So that way they've got a 12% fixed return. There's no upside though. Just like in the stock market, they're averaging eight to 10. In these deals, they'll average 12%. So that's the self-directed option. They can choose that. Or some investors that want a little more a risk-adjusted return, they can go to a class B. There's no cap. And they just participate in the upside with the partners. So there's you know equity split on that side. But we we thought that was a little more like our speed, right? So we've done, we've invested our money in passively. We've done eight deals. We're invested in you know, a small percentage in a hundred million dollars worth of real estate, over a thousand doors. I think this is a good next step for our team uh, and our experience level. It's we want to invest in other markets with teams kind of like us that have had track record or not the huge billion dollar. We're not raising a hundred million dollars. Uh, the fund is uh, essentially like a one-year fund. Uh, no more than a hundred investors uh, will cap it at probably around 15 million bucks. And you know, kind of just see if we can find four or five good assets this year. So the kind of our speed, our level, and we th there's a number of investors that have liked uh, what they've heard so far and kind of do it a blended, you know, some people on the 12 fix and some people on the uncapped and they're putting, you know, money in both sides. So, which is kind of cool. And so I, I like the single asset fund. I really think it depends on where you're at in your own track record of expertise and then your own investor base and what they want right so you know that's another big part of it is what are your investors asking you for so do they want the diversification or do they want single asset and and how, how are they going to do it or they do want are they in a bunch of multifamily and they want to be in self-storage right so i think those are all good questions to ask before someone starts a their own fund right so maybe not a beginner strategy but you got some flexibility with it that mm -hmm. uh you certainly don't have with a single deal by deal model. Uh, I love it. Well, thanks for, for shining some light on that. They're two different strategies for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about what you're doing, you're building this business and raising capital. Um, you know, that's not something easy to start day one, but as you build it over time, you know, you're probably gonna be doing deals five years from now with a huge network, lots of experience. You're going to have fine tuned, exactly what you want to be in. And, and, mm -hmm. and you, you kind of continue doing that for as long as you want, right? Like once you build that up and you've got a track record with investors, uh, they all want to go, they all want to go rinse and repeat, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, you know, even in the first, you know, three to four years now, we've had a number of investors that have just, you know, told us, Hey, I want to go do this long-term. Are you going to do this long-term? Yes, I am. They're asking me the questions and vice versa. And, you know, there, there's these, uh, I guess, things that I, I think about, like uh, golf or snowboarding. I hope to do that when I'm older, too. Golf is one of those sports where you can play on in your ages. You see all level age where you're not going to have a senior citizen play some football out there. It's just not going to happen. Right. Well, I see multifamily real estate investing in the syndication model. It's pretty that pretty much this similar mindset to me where we can do this as we get older. And as I get, you know, towards, we'll quote unquote, a more retirement age, 
Man, I don't, I don't think it's going to be easy for me to just sit still. I, I enjoy working and I enjoy doing something. Sure. But I'm like, oh, I want to choose a deal at my own pace and maybe bring some of our investors in. And we've, you know, uh, looking down the, you know, the, the pipe 10, 15 years, we're like, wow, we've made a lot of people, a lot of money. Uh, we've given them back their capital many multiple times. Their seed started at 50 and then it was a hundred and then it became 200. And now they're $500,000 investors with us some way down the road. And it's not going to be a, a grind then it'll be like, Hey, we found another deal with the team that's willing to put in the time, effort, energy, and work. And maybe they're younger in their, in their grind and hustle kind of like what I am now. And, you know, and, and that's one of those sports that we could do for a while. Uh, this is one of the businesses that I could see myself working in for a long while as long as you hit it hard today for me. So that's why I'm like, I'm grinding. I'm working my tail off. How many hours can I put in? I work more hours today than I did in my full-time W2. Sure. Uh, by, you know, by miles, I'm, I'm like grinding, grinding, grinding. But I can see that what we're building now is our long-term future. And our investors are also building their retirement incomes. There's college tuition. There are uh, things for their children, things like that. And I'm like, oh, man. I, I could see a lot of really great friendships and, and, you know, relationships being established partners, investors all the way through. So I'm excited for that. I love it. I like the golf analogy. You know, I, I took up golf in my mid thirties because I knew it was going to take me a while to get good. And, but mm-hmm. I had a while, you know, hopefully God willing, <laughs> I got decades playing that game. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, th- this is the same kind of game, you know, you're, you're, this it's investing for adults, right? <laughs> investing for adults. I love it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, again, God willing, we've got a lot of runway, uh, a lot of runway to work with there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something you said earlier on, on kind of finding your strengths. Cause I think, I think this is important and I think people struggle with it. It seems like people fall into roughly into one or two buckets. They're the Excel guy or they're like the, the, shake everybody's hand in the room guy. And it seems like you're kind of one or the other. And I think you kind of identified as you're the shake hands with everybody in the room guy and get to know everybody. Um, was that real easy for you to identify early on or did that take some work? Cause I, th- I think like the sooner people can figure that out about themselves, yeah, the happier, more effective they're going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, identified early on, uh, really quickly. I, I had many conversations with people. I was like, Hey man, I think my superpower is, you know, just going to be raising some capital and helping investors along the way. Awesome. Um, Something I learned in the professional world as, as we built this tech unicorn uh, literally from a hundred million dollar to $2 billion company. uh, It was the the founder of Graham Weston that would always say like, focus on our strengths, not our weaknesses. Right. And so you know, a lot of, a lot of times you take a weakness and you're like, man, I'm horrible at organization. I got to figure out how to do this organization thing where your skill and your savant, your, you know, the passion is like, has nothing to do with organization. It's, it's being out there or shaking hands for my, for me. And so that's what I like. I'm invigorated. I like being in a room, 40, 50 people and talking at the end of four or five hours, like I have more energy than, than I walked in the room. Now, f- on the flip side, if I'm in a project management, a Gantt chart, which I had to put together, you know, multiple different times, sure. uh, 
in, in our business, I'm like, okay, I got to come up with this marketing strategy and our plan. And here's a timeline of events. And let me, in the professional world, I, when I did those Gantt charts, I could spend an hour and I felt like I worked on it for eight or nine or 10 hours. I was drained. So it was through that process. I go, okay, these are my strengths. I need to partner with people that are really good uh, at, at, at the other areas that I don't really want to be great in. And so that's kind of the, you know, what I subscribe to all the way from 26 to I was 40. Right. And so that was an easy transition for me where I don't know if, if everyone had the, that way of growing up in the professional world or whoever they learn from. Right. So that was an easy transition for me. And then another, something I learned in the professional world that I, I, uh, I was talking to our uh, CEO, which was top 40 CEO, 40 under 40 at the time, Lanham Napier. And he, you know, it was our CEO there. And we had this, I think it was like, he was congratulating me for stellar yearly performance. And I'm in his office and he goes, you know, not very many people get to sit in this office. Uh, So number one, I want you to recognize like you're excelling at this extremely high level. And I said, thanks. So he goes, man, this hour is yours. What, you know, whatever you want to talk about. And so we're sitting down and the question that I asked him was, how does somebody come from being an average everyday individual like you were to this top 40 Forbes CEO under 40 global company growing a tech unicorn? How does that happen? And what he told me was, he goes, well, uh, what I did was I was, you know, I think he was an accountant or accounting something major. And he goes, I was really good at the numbers, but I stretched myself every year to learn a part of the business that he wasn't an expert in. He went and hung out in marketing for a year. He went and hung out in sales for a year. He went and did the operations for a year. He hung out in many multiple areas of his, of this business that was a global company. And then he said, and then I went global and to their organizations. And he goes, I was able to do it without global experience in the future, people are going to have to have global experience to kind of scale to where where we've done. But he, he described that every year I'd go hang out with them. And he goes, I didn't need to be the expert. Instead, I needed to learn what the heck the experts were talking about so that I'm at the table and I have all my experts there, marketing, you know, the sales, the operations, the finance, everyone. He goes, when they're talking to me and reporting to me, I understand what's happening. I understand the language. I understand the problems. I understand. And then I ask them, hey, what's the best course? And when they tell me the best direction, I move forward. So that's like, the, I guess, the, the long-term play that I'm, I'm making essentially is I, I love my strength. I love talking to people, networking, doing that. But I still need to understand what the Excel says, what the profit and loss say, what the, you know, the numbers and the mechanics. I need to learn the marketing and the, the you know, the stats from the, the market, the deal. I need to understand, you know, a little bit about each area. And so like this year, I kind of dove into underwriting and I'm like financial analysis. Does it excite me? No. Am I invigorated <laughs> afterwards? No. But I can read a dang Excel spreadsheet now. I'm like, okay, I can read my T12, my red rolls, and I can read the financials. And God bless somebody that's really excited about doing that. And, you know, maybe next year I'll dig in further, like to operations and property mansions. So it's a long-term game for me, but spend some time in every area. And I don't need to be an expert in it. Just do that. So it's that mindset is what I took from my early years that I'm now applying 
to commercial real estate and building our business. I love it. Well, w- wise words from Mr. Napier there. And, um, you know, congrats, Abel, on, on all your success in the corporate world, taking all the lessons learned there, taking the leap, um, leaving a, a safe, cozy W-2, which is no yeah. freaking joke, man. That was the scariest thing I ever did, mm-hmm. the best thing I ever did. And I'm sure, you know, you've had a similar experience with fear and, and with, with the reward too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, you got a lot of stuff going on. It's 2021. We got, we got interesting years behind us with 2020 and we're yeah. moving ahead. Um, if somebody wants to connect with you, learn more, get in your universe, what, how can they do that? Abel? Uh, the best place right now is our website, five T C R E.com five T C R E.com. And you can go to forward slash invest and fill out a questionnaire. Go check that out. And uh, happy to set up some time with you. Our, our, all the links to all the stuff is there. Like we have an ebook that's there. It's kind of the ABCs of, of real estate investing. That's very helpful. Free ebook. There's podcast interviews. There's all kinds of links to all the stuff. But 5TCRE.com is, is kind of the best place to go to it right now. Outstanding. We'll link to that in the show notes. If you're listening to this episode, you can just go to the description, click right through to Abel's website and connect with them there. Uh, Abel, can't thank you enough for joining, man. It was great to catch up and I wish you continued success. Yeah, brother. Thank you very much. And you too, man, you're crushing it. Keep, keep doing what you're doing in San Antonio. We look forward to partnering with you many multiple times, God willing in the future. And uh, you know, just, uh, you've been a, a great mentor and a great coach and a great friend. And so appreciate it, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for jumping on and we will catch up soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you found that educational, entertaining, inspiring, all of the above. If you are interested in seeing future DJE investment projects and you are not already on our list and in our portal, uh, you can go to the website, djetexas.com. There's a little button there to schedule a 15-minute call with our team, answer any questions you have, and make sure you get on that list to see that next project that comes out. Also, if you're interested in being uh, an investor that runs these deals, we've got a free seven-module course for you at apartmenteducators.com. A lot of great free content there to ramp up your education in the multifamily investing space. Once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We always appreciate a five-star review that helps the reach of the show. That's one way you can give back if you enjoyed it, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.